Hey, this is Cragen from Heathen, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, Sunny back here with another episode of Interview Under Fire. Cragen, thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. A big couple months ahead for you and the guys over at Heathen with the release of Empire of the Blind coming out September 18th. Before we get to that, I'm going to ask the most important question that's been overlooked in the last six months somehow. How are you? (laughs) It's a very generic question, but I feel like it's very important to ask that nowadays. You know, how have things been for you and and the band as of late? And, uh, you know, our lives have pretty much have changed since in in March. Are you up up out in uh, California? No, uh, I moved from uh, the Los Angeles area to Little Rock, Arkansas a few years ago. So, okay, okay. uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody in the band is actually in a different place in the U.S. Uh, and uh, everybody's doing fine, you know, where everybody's just taking precautions and trying to stay healthy. For me personally, I mean, aside from uh, the disappointment of having to uh, cancel our tour stuff for this year, um, I'm doing OK. I'm a homebody, so I like to be home. Um, I have a never ending list of projects to work on uh, music related stuff um besides you know playing in heathen i manage the band uh i co-manage exodus um and uh i manage this band workers uh so uh i you know i stay busy with projects here at home and um it hasn't hasn't affected me too much except i like to go out to dinner and that's that's no fun right now (laughs) <laughs> man we got to make the best of a situation that's definitely a challenge and i i know we're we've been home a lot as of late does this pandemic now that you're home doesn't open up new things for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed before about yourself um not necessarily i mean uh i'm kind of i've kind of always been driven to to do um a, a variety of different projects um you know i'm, I'm working on a couple of new guitar books right now um you know, doing a lot of press and promo stuff for um, for Nuclear Blast. Of course. Uh, I've quickly learned how to uh, edit videos, doing all the promo stuff, you know, that we've been putting out. Um, you know, I mean, it just just really, I, I've always kind of been uh, one of those guys that's uh, adapt and survive. So when things have changed a little bit, you know, I just kind of have to shift gears and, and work on what what's what's possible or working in this case, you know, so. Yeah. You know, you're talking about, you know, taking just all these things that you're busy with. You've been at this for over, I believe over 30 years and 13 years with heathen. And you also involved in prototype and psychosis aside from the other acts you just mentioned in a few minutes ago. Now you guys did, you know, tour extensively as heathen, you know, and after evolution of chaos, you guys did a lot of touring after that. It's, you know, 10 years since the last album. You know, and you've toured with Overkill, Exodus, Obituary, Testament, Creator. I want to ask, you know, all these things that you're busy with now, what was your favorite part about that touring experience? Because now that you're taking kind of like an unseen step back, and does it make you have like a growing appreciation for the touring life? Because you're talking there's culture, there's fans, even the food, you know? What was your biggest takeaway just from the touring life in general? Uh, touring is like, for, for me is a, it's a double-edged sword, right? So I'm a homebody and I like to be home. So when you're on tour and traveling a lot, that can be a challenge. Um, I, of course, um, enjoy playing the shows and enjoy, um, spending time with, uh, 
my friends in the bands and uh and and with fans and all of that stuff there's that's all positives um you know it it can be hard when you're gone for six weeks at a time or uh like if you're if you've ever been on tour and you get like horribly sick um it's it's no fun oh, <laughs> yeah. for a while you, but you got to just keep going i mean it's part of the job so i mean it, you know i've had a i've had a lot of great experience especially in the last few years with exodus i think um uh, you know that i gained a lot of extra experience playing with them and have been able to uh play shows and and um you know be on bills with bands that i never thought i would ever get to to be on you know i mean for teenage me uh would never have believed that i would get to play with exodus and we would be opening for metallica you know that kind of thing so uh you know sometimes i still have to kind of pinch myself i mean just the bands that i that i've been fortunate to uh work with whether it's playing with them or or managing or whatever i mean it, these are all bands that i grew up listening to so these were my heroes you know and so it's cool to be able to work with them and you know, help contribute to their legacy in some way or another. And for my listeners who don't know, Craig and played for Exodus, you know, and that tied into Jeff Hanneman's death, you know, may he rest in peace. And that forced uh, Gary Holt to go and fill in for that spot. And that allowed you to play with Exodus. I'm, I'm assuming that experience just helped you grow and everything that you just mentioned and brought you to where you are right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I made a conscious decision about 10 years ago to, um, stop trying to swim upstream and go where life takes me a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I joined Heathen and, um, uh, you know, just before that. And uh, when Exodus asked me to fill in for Gary, I said yes without hesitation. I didn't know where it was going to lead or what was going to happen, but... Um, just on an impulse response. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, there were, there were times where, like, I was in the middle of a freelance job and I had to abandon ship and i pissed somebody off that i was working for or whatever uh you know to go do the exodus stuff but i mean how many times in life is that opportunity going to show up and so um not only not only was it a great opportunity but i love those guys i mean those guys are my friends so i i want to go do that you know and and help them i mean most people don't really think about it they're like oh why are they doing it you know without gary or or without so-and-so you know it could be any band with somebody that's filling in but you, people have to realize that the guys in these bands are humans and they have families and responsibilities and mortgages and whatever you know and they, they just can't stop and wait for somebody they got to keep the keep the train moving so to speak so you know it's in in whatever way I could be a part of it, I was I was stoked to be a part of it, you know. And that's a lot of live experience that you've just taken in for yourself. And, you know, I mentioned the 30 years of experience that you've had, you know, touring and, and writing and just meeting so many people in the industry. Now, this next thing I want to talk about is it's been a popular topic of discussion on my show. And you've seen it. We're already, what is it? We're about to reach the end of July, four months yep. into this pandemic, live streaming. And... It's been a it's been something that everyone has been taking control of. And you're talking about Twitch, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, whatever you want to talk about, like which platform to use. I want to ask, as an artist, being in the industry as long as you have, 
do you think the quarantine induced live streaming surge that we're seeing right now, and we've seen bands like Insomnium and Code Orange take the initiative when the pandemic was first announced, you know, back in March, do you think this is going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still see bands doing this even after all this is over? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's hard to say at this point. There's you know, no wrong answer. I, just, I like asking this because it's it, it gives every artist such a different perspective. So yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing: like uh, a lot of the collaboration videos that we see and stuff like that, like those guys are not playing live. Those guys are recording their parts and recording the other part. It's like a recording session, and then they also just make a video with it. So um, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of sort of like you know. Uh, there's a little bit of stuff in there that's not necessarily all live. A lot of bands have been doing it. I, I guess Suicide Silence is doing some kind of virtual live tour. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't, I mean, to me, if I go to see a band, I want to be there in person. So, watching them play live, it's basically like watching a rehearsal. Why, why would I want to do that? But that's I, mean, I, I have the liberty to mosh in my own room if I want. There's always that. Yeah, but. I mean, it, 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 you know, for me, the thing is that uh, music is an audio experience. And I think what we've kind of gotten away from in this day and age is focusing on the, on the music. Um, a lot of bands are uh, more, I don't know, or I, I wouldn't say more concerned, but they're, 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 we're all having to spend a lot of time doing things that musicians never did. I mean, editing a promo video is not how I want to spend my time. But I have to do it because it's part of the gig now. So, um, you know, I mean, for me personally, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to spend my time doing a, a live video. I'd rather spend my mm -hmm. time making something. Um, and I mean making something that lives on, not just a one-time experience. Uh, as far as how will this play out, I mean, who knows? I could see the pandemic thing going on for a long time. I, I don't financially, I think it's going to be hard for some bands to continue. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be hard for some venues to continue crew. I, I, it's hard to say how long term or what the lasting effect of this stuff will be, but it's affecting way more than just the, the musicians themselves. Um, and, you know, I know I know how hard some people have struggled financially during this time. And it's been hard for them to even get, you know, assistance, because when you're a self-employed musician, it's not as easy. You can't you can't just go down and get, uh, you know, unemployment benefits or whatever. It's it's a it's a lot more complicated. Uh, so we'll see. We'll just have to see how all this stuff plays out. I mean, each country is different. Each country's handling it different. The UK is doing a trial run of some live shows. Um, Destruction just played live in Switzerland, um, which for you know for them is like a hometown show because Schmier and Mike both live near the Swiss border. But uh, you know, it's at some point you have to. I, I have to think. Well, is that even a good idea? You know, because yeah. Yeah, we, we we had Schmier on our show, so that that's, that's yeah. I mean, a good point like, you brought up. And I, I love Shamir. He's great. Oh, yeah. Great guy. We're together many times. Uh, I, but I have to wonder, like, as a just as a, a, you know, I mean, it's great for to have the show and and be able to get people together. But it was, you know, it's supposed to be a socially distanced event. And I, I the first thing I saw were people pictures 
pictures of people hanging out like this, you know, just like any show on social media. So, so there weren't, I didn't see a lot of masks. I didn't, you know, and it's just a concern, like, like which direction are we going to go with this? You know, um, are we going to try and get things back to normal soon? Or are we going to draw this out until there's a vaccine? And I mean, all of that will, you know, it, it will affect every, buddy's plans for next year i mean my we're just booking shows and rescheduling things that were canceled for this year here with in the anticipation that it's going to go ahead and then if it doesn't i mean we're we have to deal with it when it happens man that topic could just go on for hours because yeah. there's, just, there's just there's just so much uncertainty going forward we we've also had beyond the black on the show and jennifer was talking about how they did the I don't know if you saw that Germany had the the live summer event where they performed and all these cars were like parked in front of the venue. I yeah. thought it was a joke, but it was that is an actual thing. I thought it was a meme that was going around it, but like you said it, it's it's going on right now and we don't know if it's like the safest thing to do. They're trying different, you know, different venues and like they probably shouldn't be fitting through and trying to make it a thing, but who knows. And uh it's they're doing a lot of I mean these are all like trial runs for things, but you know, I mean, what it'd be be great if that if that sort of like is the uh, thing that kickstarts and gets everything back to normal. But it's, it's just really hard to say, you know, I mean, if it's sick, you know, or there's an increase because they tried to have all these club shows in the UK, then, you know, like what then, then we're going back to back to worse situations. So I don't know. It's hard to say what's what's right. You know, people are going to be people and not everybody wants to wear a mask or follow the rules or whatever, you know. So. And hey, I don't know. I was going to be doing podcasts, you know, f- you know, four months ago. Usually we do these in person and it's, it's just right. but, but hey, we're making the best of the situation. Yeah. Now, and we covered a lot of topics and I promise we'll talk about Empire of the Blind right now. And, you know, this is your yeah. first album in 10 years and fourth album with, you know, uh, Heathen's fourth album and coming out September 18th on Nuclear Blast for my followers. And you wrote everything for this record, Craig. And does it help someone like yourself, who's who's been with multiple acts like Exodus, Prototype, and Psychosis, having that experience? Does it help you bring in different elements into Heathen Sound? Um, I mean, sure. Uh, but the way that I look at it is that I want to honor uh what the band does, and I'm a I'm a guy who analyzes things. Um. To me, there are certain things that make heathen sound like heathen. Um, they may not be what fans think. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, but this band, you know, I mean, they're they're uh, this band doesn't want to just re- repeat some old stuff. It's always been different. Each one of the records are totally different from the other one. I don't think that um, when you first heard uh, hypnotized off of victims of deception, that it called back to Goblin's Blade. They don't sound the same. The sonic, sonically, the records don't sound the same. Uh, and so each one of the records has been its own thing. And this one is certainly different from the other ones too, but there are still all the elements there that make Heathen sound like Heathen. I mean, to me, what makes up the band's sound is, uh, it's the sort of thrash metal influence from early Bay Area stuff. So, and when I say that, that's like early Exodus, early Metallica, um, you know, uh, that stuff mixed with sort of an epic vibe from bands like Rainbow 
in the 70s. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the harmonies from bands like Thin Lizzy. Uh, and there's a, a melodic and um, songwriting element that's always been prevalent in the music that's a little more... Um, it's it's hard to define, but it's in it. It's got a lot of melody stuff. Whether it was bands from New Wave of British heavy metal or, um, you know, other sort of seventies era, like late seventies, early eighties era bands, there's this element that's in there that I think um, a lot of the other thrash bands didn't get. That you know, it's it, it, every every band is different they have all have their own influences and this the cool thing about this band is that we're we're not afraid to do different things in the music and all and never have been so there might be a progressive el element that's in the music that um the band has always had you go all the way back to world's end from breaking the silence and there's this progressive element in there uh there's the thrashy really heavy thrashy stuff there's melodic stuff and and ballads. Um, you know, when you have a singer like David who can sing anything, why would you not want to do all kinds of stuff? I mean, that's, you know. So anyway, we, we like to always have had a lot of variety in the band in our in terms of our music. And we we use any any sort of influence or element that we can to make each song unique and then uh, hopefully put together uh, an album where it's a real album experience. There's a there's a beginning and end. There's a there's a, a, a roller coaster ride throughout the middle, um, and it it's I think bands have kind of unfortunately gotten away from that a little bit. And it's a lot of albums now to me sound like they're just a collection of songs instead of um, that real album experience. So. That was sort of a goal of ours was to, to have that, you know, we've got this epic intro into a, the ripping fast, uh, you know, first track and then an epic title track and, you know, uh, a catchy song here and then a, a, a heavy song and a ballad and an instrumental. And I mean, it's got it, it's got everything in there. So um, anyway. That's that was our goal, you know, was to try and take all the elements and all the things that Heathen has done, and and take them to the next level. And it shows the diversity in your sound. Now, let's talk about David White for a second, the vocalist. He's he's an amazing talent. Now, there's another interview I heard him say that this album, well, you guys usually play in standard E tuning, whatever, and this one was dropped to D, and originally it wasn't going to be that way, but then. David, you know, one of his previous acts that he performed with was Laughing Dead, and there was a demo that you loved the sound that the Laughing Dead had, and this is what this album originally. You know. I'm, I'm an analyzer, so uh, when I was, I went to great lengths when writing to make sure that lyrically and um, melodically, it would still sound like something David would sing. And uh, I remember listening to all this stuff and, and uh, that, that Laughing Dead demo from 1990 where Dave sang on it. It's in, they were in D standard. Yeah. And, it, and, and his voice sounded so great on it. I've always loved the way his voice sounded on that. And it, and it sounded different. And so I just, I, I analyzed it a little bit and I'm like, you know what? It's his natural range suits this tuning better than, E. 
and so there's there's one song where we literally go to, from the bottom of his range all the way up to the top in the same song and um oh my gosh <laughs> and it, and so it's it, i mean that's one of the things though you know as a musician like that's the kind of level of uh, of detail that i think we went to in trying to make the album great um you know there'll be some fans that that uh, don't like it for what whatever reason i think thrash metal has way too many rules these days uh the music was never about that before it was always about breaking the rules and um and nowadays i see all these comments from from fans where it's like oh it's it's not fast enough or it's not an e or it's this or that or it's like the 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 original bands would have said fuck the rules <laughs> that and they did I mean, you know, Metallica had yeah. the thing that should not be in C on Master of Puppets. And that was, you know, that song was heavy as hell. Everybody was like, whoa. And now it's like if you do something a little bit different or whatever, they're like, oh, nope, I don't like that. That doesn't fit into my boundaries that I have for this kind of music. And it's like, mm. I think you sound of so, so many, so many, just not metal fans, just music fans in general nowadays. It's the the picky generation is what I like to call it. Like it's, there's just more and more in that group, and you you nailed you nailed it right there. It's just oh, this is not the way I like it. It should be like this. No, it shouldn't be. Let this is what they want to do. Let them do it. And for me, being a thrash metal fan for, I mean, I'm in my 30s, and you know, listening to Heathen as long as I have, you guys have. I believe this is the pinnacle of your sound when you guys have, you know, with the fourth album, with Empire of the Blind, just everything in between. We talked about so many things about this record, but I feel like you guys have really, you know, the the sound that you guys have dealt developed into what it is now, it's it's amazing. And I and I I couldn't be more proud to hear that what you guys have projected. Oh, cool. Well thanks. I mean, I appreciate it. You know, we spent we spent a lot of time working on the record and and you know, like I said, I mean, just the, the details, I mean, we, we didn't, we didn't pass over anything. Um, you know, we do, we were not afraid to try different things to improve the sound. You know, somebody like Lee came up with some, some awesome ideas that, that, uh, added to the songs. They were just like additional pieces that he added on top of, it was like, you know, it was like putting the, the special, uh, seasoning on top of the, already delicious steak yeah kind of thing you know what i mean like and it was like oh wow you know that and and so everybody just had these little ideas like that and when we recorded that that just really added to the songs and everybody wanted to make a killer killer album i think after when you're gone for 10 years you got to come back with something that's really good um, and you did. <laughs> and so we just put all our effort into, well, it's up to the fans to decide, you know, uh, if it's really good or not. But I mean, from our perspective, that's what that was the goal, you know, was to to really to really just make something uh, that was up to the standards that people have for this band, you know. And why did you choose the blight as a single? Uh, well, uh, we wanted to come out with something that was uh uh, like a ripper first um that like i said there's a lot of variety so the next song uh while while when you first hear it you'll be like holy shit it's another ripper it's actually not uh you know the the, the title track uh is has this epic vibe to it it, it kind of has this rainbow stargazer vibe um to to the song 
And uh, and so basically each one of the singles leading up to the album is going to be completely different kind of vibe. You know, the third one's a lot catchier and, you know, so it's it's it was a conscious decision just to, to start off with with uh, something that was just ripping. And we'll see, you know, I mean, there are some fans I saw that were like, wow, I never liked Heathen before, but I like this, you know, so it's it's it was uh, the the most aggressive but still melodic uh, song, you know, on the record. So, and hey, there are fans like that, you know, you just got to I mean, they'll be coming out, you know, it, of course, there will always be fans who don't are always a fan of, you know, the music. Oh, this is not the way it should be. But then, hey, you have fans like that. So I've never been a fan of Heathen before. Yeah, well, and here they are. Yeah, I've seen I've seen other comments too where it's like this doesn't sound like Goblin's Blade, and it's like okay, well we don't want to we don't want to write that song over and over and over again, you know? It's like it does put things into perspective though, like just hear just hearing from just every every type of fan out there, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, you know, Craig and Whitney, you know, we're running out of time here, and uh, we've covered so many topics here. Um, is there any last shout outs you want to put in? Any plugs? Is there anything you want to mention before we finish things off here? Oh, I just want. Uh, Thank you to uh, all the heathen fans that have been uh, incredibly patient over the last 10 years of waiting. Um, we hope that you're uh, rewarded when you hear the, the record. Um, you know, hopefully we won't take another 10 years. Um, I've already got some more <laughs> music written, so uh, we'd like to get something else uh, going a little quicker. After you got the time now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you. And then hopefully, you know, hopefully we can get back to playing live. Um uh, you know, I think the, the last time we were in your area of Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, I think we played as a four piece because Lee, Lee missed a flight and wasn't able to get back. So uh, we uh, played the gig without him. How long ago was this? Do you remember the venue? Uh, it was 2011, maybe. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the venue off the top of my head. It's there, but it's uh, like deep, deep in the memory banks, and I I can't recall it. Who did, who, who did you play with? Just curious. We were on tour with Destruction, so okay. it was it was uh, it was Destruction, Heathen, and War Beast was the tour. Yes, yeah, War Beast. Okay, I remember this tour. I can't remember the venue though. Uh, okay, it, it, oh. I remember. I can remember visually. It had like kind of like a. It looked like a ring. Uh, and when I say ring, I mean like a square, like a boxing ring kind of. Uh, up top, right? I think so. Was it Gas Monkey? Yes. Okay. Was it Gas Monkey Live? Yes. Okay. That venue is shut down. Ah, okay. Man, see, see we're talking about the <laughs> venues. Then. But across the street, there's another one called Gas Monkey Bar and Grill where they're actually making it bigger now. So they can just... It's like it's like almost like two venues in one, but that venue is actually my favorite because I've had so many interviews there. But yeah, but that's it. Ironically enough, that was a venue you played in that got shut I, down. I remember sitting backstage, uh, at, you know, early in the day, and Lee called me and he's like, "I'm not going to make it," and I'm like, "What do you mean you're not going to make it?" I was like, "You're fucking with me. You're you're totally joking," and uh, and, and he was like, "No, no, I'm, I missed my flight," and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me. You're you, it's it's not that's not possible." But sure enough, he missed his flight, and so we just played as a four-piece. I, I spent probably an hour trying to learn all of his little parts and stuff Wow! Like that I had never played before. And then we just ripped through you know, the set and 
I was basically soloing the whole time. <laughs> did he did he uh, buy you a beer afterwards? <laughs> uh, when, oh, he he actually he landed and showed up, and it was this, and and he got there like while Destruction was playing. It's like motherfucker, <laughs> just made me do all this extra extra work. And you're in a bar, so I, I was. I mean, I would just have him just pay me, just give me some beers right now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, everyone, more likely he would just give me shots. So. Man, next time you guys are in Dallas, um, hopefully we can get another interview with you and the guys. That'd be great. And the Gas Monkey Live, uh, Gas Monkey Bar and Grill across the street, that's a venue that'll, that'll take you guys in. I mean, I mean, we love you guys here in Dallas, and there's a heathen fan base here too. So I remember that show. I did not make it because that was right around the time Gas Monkey was opening up, and it was starting to become like the main venue for bands like yourselves. Yeah. And of course, unfortunately, it's where it is right right now. But um, Craig and man, uh, this has been awesome bro um i'm gonna let you go to your next interview everyone who's listening this is craigan from heathen their fourth album empire of the blind coming out september 18th on nuclear blast um you know purchase this record support these guys they'll be back on the road as soon as you know and you won't have to wait 10 years for the next record you heard it here so craigan <laughs> <laughs> thanks again man uh you stay safe out there bro all right and uh we'll do this again sometime soon appreciate it man sounds good Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.